Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. April Brown, who is a licensed mental health Christian counselor and a relationship and sex therapist. Dr. April, how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, of course. We're excited to have you, and we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay, so I'm a counselor and a relationship and sex therapist. I've been in the field since 1998. I have a private practice here in Florida, and I also offer intimacy retreats in Florida and in Costa Rica, and I have a couple of books and a podcast called Bringing Intimacy Back. One of the things that I really like to do for fun, um, which I haven't been able to do that much, is I love musical theater. I'm a... big fan of that. I I just think it's such an intimate experience of seeing art live and close up. So that's one thing I like to do for fun. I love it. I love it. And tell us a little bit more about your one-on-one with your clients and the group aspect of it, because I know you run retreats. Tell us about how those go. So the one-on-one aspect is me doing private practice of individuals and couples therapy. Um, I do it through virtual, but I also do it in person. And then the group aspect, and I also do my retreats. So I have an intimacy retreat here in Florida that is just one couple at a time. So it's not with a whole bunch of other couples. It's just me and maybe another therapist. And we're working solely like 16 hours on a few days, which is pretty intense. (laughs) yes yes but we do try to help you have a vacation so we mix things up with games and a lot of things and then we also do a small like take four or five couples out to Costa Rica where we kind of do the same thing some workshops um, do some zip lining some you know one-on-one counseling but you also have that um, group experience where you kind of learn from one another so I try to have them both Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. And tell us a little bit more about your motivation behind all of this and just what gets you up and keeps you going every day. So my motivation, I'm actually with an accountant. Okay, so yeah, so I really kind of switch fields. My motivation is I have a belief system with a higher power. And my higher power of my inner spirit has told me this is what I need to do. And at first I was like, oh, I'm really... um, an introvert and I don't really like think I like people but I really enjoy this because I can help people heal or help relationships heal and that's what inspires me is helping people see the goodness within themselves and also helping sometimes people see the goodness within their partner or helping them as partners decide maybe they need to um, choose another avenue but how can we heal and you know in this amicably. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about some of the common issues that you see people running into 
in, with regards to intimacy and relationships? So one thing, um, especially with um, some of the younger population, is they believe that their partner is supposed to be everything to them. My best friend, my this, my that, my therapist. And that overwhelms anybody. You know what I'm saying? Where, yeah, you can't do anything. You can't go out with the boys. You can't go out with the girls. And that is not how that's supposed to be. Because if you're so together 24-7, there is no air. And you need some air for passion. So that's number one. Mm. Number two is that sometimes um, people get into a relationship and try to fix another person or be their social worker or therapist. And that totally takes, or their nurse, that takes away from intimacy. You know, if you're getting too involved and trying to make sure they go to work or whatever the case may be, or you sound like their mother, and no one's going to want to be intimate in that aspect. So <laughs> that's number two. <laughs> number three, um, what I see a lot of is we all know about customer service, you know, in our work field. And we're so nice and everything to other people. But when we come home, sometimes we just do not provide good customer service to our partner. And really, our partners is the one we're hoping to be with us for the lifetime. Yeah. So, yeah. So learning how to provide that same customer service, which sometimes means I have to hold my tongue. I have to, you know, ask for a break to go and calm myself down before I you know, say something that I'm going to later on regret. And it's not your partner's job to calm you down when you're upset. It is your job. And I teach people how to do that or how couples to do that. So that's a few things in the emotional aspect. Um, on the pure sex part, um, I've seen it where people have not been able to perform in bed whether it's um, not being able to have an orgasm or ejaculation or arousal. Um, some of this is because that when you're really intimate with someone, your body, mind, spirit, and soul should all be there together. Mm -hmm. And for some of us, our mind goes, whether it goes in the future, the past, some spot on the door, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that impacts that intimate moment. So teaching people how to be mindful is really important. You know, how to stay present with your partner is extremely important. And also, the last thing, I guess I'm on number five, <laughs> the last thing I'm going to say is understanding that women in men's bodies are different. Like men can get aroused like that. Women um, sometimes takes a little bit longer. And so sometimes helping younger men understand that that, you know, it is about warming the female body up. So foreplay is extremely important, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, there we go. I'll go ahead and Venmo you <laughs> $1,000 for that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, tell me about, so when you see young people um, who make their partner their everything, what is the typical advice that you give to those young people, as well as for people who are trying to fix their partner? Right. So um, sometimes um, that happens because people get extremely jealous. You know, I don't want him hanging out with guy number X or whatever, because I'm afraid 
you know, they're going to cheat and all that kind of stuff. And I say to the partner, I said, what you really want in all honesty is that, let's say it's a female, is that your partner, your guy has uh, all these women in the room and he has his eyes on you. You cannot hide other women. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah. So it is important for him to have his free time and you to have your free time. So when you come back together, you guys have something to talk about. You have things to do. It's okay to have, you know, you two spend time together, spend time with other couples. That's okay. That's how relationships, especially back in the 60s and 50s, were able to withstand each other. Your partner cannot be everything. Because then you become also codependent. Mm. Where, yeah, where I can't breathe and whatever, you know, unless my partner is X, Y, Z. The second thing is you cannot fix another person. You can only fix yourself. You know, because when you start being so codependent or fixing another person, you lose yourself. And when you start to lose yourself, you compromise on your value system and it's just not going to work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. What is what's your vision for your life and your practice going forward? So my vision for my life, um, each year I do a um, word of the year. Okay, that I've been doing, and I truly um, would say for people, this is something that you may want to install: is have a word of the year. And my word this these I have two words because it's. 2022, um, is wisdom and patience. And in that wisdom and patience, what my goal is, is to expand my retreats so I can provide more opportunities for couples and individuals to find a place where they can connect um, with each other without the distractions of everyday life. Retreats are opportunities to refresh. So my goal is to expand my retreats and in the you know, next couple of years and all that. Um, also, I have a wonderful staff of counselors and my goal has been since 1998 is to increase um, mental health awareness for people of color. And I'm Thankful that more people, young people are coming out and say, hey, I need help. Going to therapy does not mean that you are mentally ill. Okay. Going to therapy means that, you know, hey, I see some things I want to work on. And let me go do this in therapy. And in therapy, what you learn is that, number one, you're the expert of you. The therapist is just going to help bring that out. And Let's say you go to a therapy and you don't feel comfortable with that therapist, find another one. Yeah. But therapy is a good thing to just, and it's also a time for you just to talk about yourself and to, you know, to let loose. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I love that. So expanding your retreats, increasing mental health awareness for people of color, and then focusing on wisdom and patience. Yes. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about the transition from being an accountant to being a more of a therapist and kind of like counselor. 
Tell us a bit about that. So there is a um, inner voice in all of us that I want um, people to know. There's an inner spirit that leads us. And um, when I was working as a cow, I'm good with numbers, okay? But I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. And my inner spirit was saying, hey, let's do something else. Volunteering is great. So I started to volunteer. And in volunteering, I volunteered at a pregnancy center. I realized that there were so many um, young people, especially young moms, who didn't have an education. And my inner spirit told me, you know what? I think it's time for you to be a counselor, a school counselor, is what actually my inner spirit told me at that time. And I was like, oh no, I don't even like people. I'm nervous and no, no, no. But actually my grandmother was um, a school counselor, one of the first um, back in the day. So I followed, okay? I did that. My inner spirit later on was saying, April, get your mental health degree. I did that. You know, April, do this. April, do that. Yeah, so it's going to lead you. You have to learn how to listen to it. And it's been so rewarding to be able to hear my inner voice and to lead it because then that decreases your anxiety. If you know that you're supposed to be right here at this moment, then why are you anxious? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. That. And, and for the young people that are out there who are struggling, don't worry, you're going to find your purpose. Every little thing helps you in your struggle to find your purpose. So do not give up. You've got to be your number one cheerleader. There we go. Well, if there are one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards expanding your retreats and increasing mental health awareness for people of color, who would they be and how would they do it? Um... I guess it would be Oprah if there's one person I can. <laughs> I I knew you were gonna say Oprah. I just knew it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to be on her um, TV show and all her network. I mean, her network. Yes, yes. Now would expand everything. But yes. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Enough people have said Oprah to for the answer to that question that I feel like she's going to just have to meet all of my podcast guests who want to meet her, like, all at one time. Just give us like an hour and a half. Because <laughs> everybody wants to meet Oprah. It's Oprah or it's Joe Rogan. Those are the yes. that really pop up always. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Another great person, um, she's a leader in our field, is um, Esther Perel. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. And the reason why I love Esther Perel, um, and maybe this can help young people understand, Esther Perel talks a lot about affairs, okay? And sometimes people have an affair because they're looking for someone, but sometimes people have an affair because they're looking for themselves. Mm. Yes, and so I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, I think it's good to just leave it at that. <laughs> Awesome. Just just let everybody kind of sit on that for like a week or two, you know, yes. a month or two, a year or two. <laughs> awesome. Well, what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you increase the mental health awareness uh, in the, for people of color and then also 
expand your retreats? You mean for everyday people? I guess one of the things that I think will help everyday people and maybe even help myself um, is for, it's so important for people not to say anything negative about themselves. Okay? No matter what the world says to you, even if you're a person of color, you know, it could be negative. Do not talk trash about yourself because you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. So tell us, tell us a little bit about how we can go about not speaking negatively about ourselves because so many of us are our own toughest critic. And so tell us, walk us through that a little bit. So when we make mistakes, and we all do, you have to remind yourself that you're a work in progress. Yeah. You know? So there's been things that I've done, um, personal, professionally, I've made mistakes. You know, that maybe didn't work out or whatever the case may be. But I just say I learned from it. I'm a work in progress and I'm going to keep moving. Mm. I'm not going to get stuck. Yes. Yes. So no matter what other people say about you, do not say negative things about yourself. I love that. And I love how you said, I'm a work in progress. I learned from it. Um, Right. Because it's like, it's not a bad thing to like, analyze what went wrong and learn from it but it's about right. to beat yourself up over the thing that went wrong right so. right 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 because in many times things that happen by mistake or whatever you learn from it and you grow yep right right and your path changes i love that yeah awesome. well let's jump into our thriving three now the first question is what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one um, uh, let's see. What's my favorite book movie? I'm going to say, um, movie, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Yes. <laughs> I have quite a few. Um, let me think. Um, uh, I don't know why Goodfellas is coming up, but I don't even know why that is coming up. <laughs> Maybe it's just the drama of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Goodfellas. We're going with it. Yes. There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? One way I like to take care of myself um, is to do pedicures, manicures. Um, Actually to take myself on a date and just spend time with nature. What's your favorite nature spot? The beach. I love water. There we go. There we go. And what is one action step that you take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to really increase mental health awareness for people of color or expand your retreats? Um, One thing, I guess, is to, um, which I I need to start, is to maybe go back on, um, uh, what do you call that? Um, Not TikTok, but Clubhouse. Mm. I, I... it's something that I started, but it's something that I need, really need to go back and focus on. And I think that would definitely expand because a lot of people, I don't know, do you know about Clubhouse? Yep, I know about Clubhouse. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, and just continuing to do posts and information. Um, I am also have a series of books called Improving Intimacy. So I'm trying to get the word out about that and helping, um, people of color see my face, you know, see the books, 
Um, so it's another quick way of touching with people, you know, in a, an expensive manner. There we go. I love it. And what's one action step you could take to meet Oprah? Oh, to meet Oprah. <laughs> or, well, or as, um, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, Esther, Esther Perel. Perel. Yes, yes. Actually, um, contacting them would be one thing. It's even find out a way of how to contact and, and type out an email and, you know, ask for an interview or whatever the case may be. You should figure out where they're going to be on Friday the 14th and just go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up. Just show up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, I got one, maybe two more questions for you. Okay. It's going to be two more. It's going to be two more. So the first question I'm going to ask is tell us about the importance of consistency in your life and tell us about for the people who are struggling with consistency in their life, how they can become more consistent. So consistency is very important, especially um, in the personal life, but also as an entrepreneur. Yes, you have a business out there. You've got to be consistent with your clients, um, with your customers, with your social media, because people follow you and they're like, they expect. You know, they're putting some trust in, in you. And if you're not consistent, they go on to something else. So it's really, really important. It's also important in your personal life um, when you're raising children. Because consistency, that's how we form security. Because we know what something's going to happen. So that's really important. How to be consistent. Um, I may be a little anal, but I have everything on the schedule. You know, I have a little calendar and that kind of stuff. And of course, you know, the phone can help remind me, but that's one way for me to be consistent. Um, another way to be consistent, um, which I can get better at, is waking up in the morning and spending some time, whether it's meditation, prayer, you know, decreasing your mind to be able to um, be prepared for the day. Because even though you're consistent, and you have everything mapped out, you also have to expect the unexpected. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Don't be so consistent where you're like, oh my gosh, something happens, the guests didn't show up, or you got a flat tire and you lose your. Yeah, S H I T. You got to be able to understand that that's, that's part of life. That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. There we go. And our final question requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept people's help. They're not willing to change. And sometimes they um, live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that. Other times they'll change to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? What is the catalyst? Um... Part of it, I would say, is how a person grows up, you know? Um, yes. And what causes, okay, so people will change. This is very important. People will change when the pain is greater than the fear of change. 
mm. when the pain is greater than the fear of change. So a simple thing, um, how can I put it? I used to love um, milkshakes, even though I'm supposed to be <laughs> lactose intolerant, okay? <laughs> I have a little pain and I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna just have this milkshake, okay? Well, one time the pain got so much, I was in the ER, $5,000 bill. I've never tasted a milkshake since then because that pain was so great. (laughs) And that's just a physical thing. But how can I put it? That happens even in emotional pain. You know what I'm saying? Where you stay in a relationship and then, you know, you take this, the cheating, this and that. And then at some point, that pain is so much, but you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm packing my bags up and I'm leaving. Yeah, absolutely. That's the catalyst. I love that. Well, Dr. April, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, no, I think I chatted enough, but I just want to remind people, especially young people, is you got to have a positive mindset. I mean, this world is tough but you've got to be your best person to yourself. That's important. And it's okay to love yourself as much as other people. Don't love other people more than you. There we go. Well, awesome. Dr. April, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Dr. April had to say, you want to reach out to her and maybe help her with her retreats, introduce her to Oprah, or just connect with her for whatever you may need, Dr. April, what's the best way to contact you? Oh, just go to my website at www.drdraprobrown, just like the month, brown, just like the color.com. So it's draprilbrown.com. There we go. And all of that will be in the show notes. As we always ask, Send this podcast to one in three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.